A few weeks ago, Doughboys fans were treated to, well, a real treat, as they got a rare live show from the boys themselves at the San Francisco Sketchfest. Now, here we are to talk about it. It's episode 5 of Faux Boys, featuring the most recent four episodes of Doughboys, Taco Bell 2 with John Gabris, Tony Romo's with Bug Mane, Book of the Beppo with Drew McQueenie, and Tender Greens with Ryan Stanger. One, two, three, four, boys! Welcome to Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I am Aaron Staley. I'm Brendan Drischler. I'm Rob Hansen. And Brian is not with us today. He may join later in the call. Uh, but uh, how you guys doing? Welcome to the show for this week. I'm doing fine. How are you guys? I'm doing good. Not too bad. Having a uh, what's what's the opposite of a lazy Saturday? Active Saturday. Yeah, having an active Saturday. Wandered around town, um, you know, all over downtown D.C., which mm. is uh, always fun. I drove everywhere today, which was weird. I, I usually metro if I can, but mm. I uh, I figured it was a little more efficient to drive today to the places I was going, and it actually worked, although I was going all around downtown D.C. in a car. So I'm learning. I'm learning my new life of, <laughs> of being in the city. I'm very proud of you. I'm trying my best. Oh, God, I haven't driven a car in years. I forget how to do it. <laughs> do you live in, like, a city part of Boston? I don't know Boston yes. at all. but I Yeah, I live in the city. Okay. So you I don't, don't like, car. need to have a car? No. I, I mooch off of other people who have cars. Ah, that's a smart way to do guys. it. Yeah, right? Yeah. What do you tend to do when you go back home? Uh, I make other people drive me places. Perfect. <laughs> it, I swear to God, like I'm, I'm a little scared to drive a car at this point. It has just been so many years that I feel like I would not be that good at it anymore. I, I, I probably need to, but it's, it's, it's just been such a long time. I visited my parents in San Diego a couple weeks ago, and um, my dad has the same car that I do, but his is a stick shift. Um, and he seemed very uncomfortable with the idea of me driving his car. <laughs> and I can drive a stick shift. I like. I didn't learn to drive on a stick shift, but the car I had for most of like my high school years and in college was a stick shift, so I can do it, but he was v- clearly very not interested in having me behind the wheel of that car. <laughs> <laughs> they like they like did some car trading acrobatics so I wouldn't have to drive that car, which, <laughs> whatever. I could have done it, but, but I, I guess I don't mind having another variable taken away from me driving unfamiliar cars in unfamiliar streets, you know? <laughs> You drive a car a lot, Rob. I only You're drive a Doughboys car. off to uh, a Fobo's off to an exciting start this year. Yeah, <laughs> I, I live far enough outside of Chicago that I pretty much have to drive in and out to, for it to be convenient. So yes, I I do a lot of driving. The only driving I did today was back and forth to Taco Bell. Yeah, nice. see, contrary wise, if I had a car, I could go to Taco Bell more often. So I feel like I am missing out. Hmm. So before we jump into the restaurants this uh, this week, and I feel like for some reason these are, there's always like a little details that, that I want to do before the show, like little excursion type stuff. Um, maybe stuff we've talked about online or, or stuff we talked about on previous episodes. So I wanted to tell you guys that I have tried Sour Patch Kids since the last yeah. time we started. Yeah. Uh, they were pretty good. Mm. Um, 
you know, I really like that sort of gummy candy form factor mm-hmm. um, and flavor, and it's it's kind of good. Um, kind of good, you know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of, like, Haribo gummy bears and, like, Twizzlers, mm-hmm. you know, are my two kind of gummy, gummy candy faves. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the Sour Patch Kids. I definitely might eat them again. So that's my. So did you back. stick with like the basic Sour Patch Kid, just the original? Variety? Yeah, it was a, okay. it was at a movie. Um, it was at an IMAX okay. theater in at the Science Museum in San Diego, actually. What'd you um, see? Oh, I believe it was a film called. Uh, and you've seen all the trailers for this. This is you know you go into any movie theater around America, and there's a, a, a sign up for <laughs> weather. Oh, you guys heard about oh weather? Oh my god. Or yeah, maybe so it was called Extreme Weather. Um, I mean, the full title. You know, everybody's calling it weather, but it was ex- yeah. Extreme Weather. Like, give it the respect it deserves. Um, I did not see it in 3D, but I did see it in the world's only tilted semi-spherical IMAX theater. Wow. Um, wow. Which is the, the IMAX theater in that science museum is a tilted dome. So when you sit in a seat and lean back, you're looking straight at the middle of this dome. And as long as you don't move your head around, it looks very cool. If you move your That's head around, neat. everything warps on the dome, and it looks really weird. <laughs> um, but it was it was pretty cool. Got to see uh, Michael C. Hall of Dexter fame talk about how uh, the climate is changing and we are all going to die if we don't do something about it. Oh, so we're all going to die. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like sounds like alternative facts to me. I, I ain't worried <laughs> about it. <laughs> uh, all right, should we jump into Taco Bell? Oh, one more thing. Um, I, was t- I was telling somebody about this show, and I said I did a podcast about Doughboys, and she goes, is it called Dough Fanboys? <laughs> Should we have gone with Dough Fanboys? No. No. I think I, I never regret any decision we've ever made in the, in the time that we've done this, <laughs> but but I really think that Boys was the way to go either way. I actually had somebody else guess that it was called Boys. Like I said, I did a podcast about Doughboys, the Doughboys podcast, and they were like, Oh, well, if you're doing, like, they thought they were making, like, a funny joke. Mm. They're like, ah, you probably <laughs> called it Faux Boys. <laughs> and I was like, that's the name of the show. Little did you know. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, little did you know you've hit the nail on the head. Um, all right, let's jump into Taco Bell. Um, yes. This was the second Taco Bell episode, but they said the last one was their second episode they ever recorded. Is that right? Was it that early? That's what they said. They said it was really I knew it was. Early. Yeah, it was very, very early. early. It is episode it two, early, Taco Bell with Jack Allison. Wow. I have it up. I, Although, I wonder if I ever listened to it. I'm, I remember them talking about it, so I, I have I do. I just thought it was later on in the, in the run. I may have missed some of the early, because when I, when I originally got into Doughboys, it was... Uh, oh, it was because um, Jordan Morris from Jordan Jesse Go was on, and he's not frequently a guest on podcasts, and so I always listen to any show he's on. Um, and I liked it, so then I was kind of going through and cherry-picking guests I really liked. Um, and I think I eventually, and I pretty quickly started listening full-time, obviously, because it's an amazing show. But I don't know if I ever went back and listened to like the three or four episodes I missed. Oh. Uh. I was with this podcast from episode one when I saw on Twitter that Nick Weiger was doing a <laughs> podcast about chain restaurants and <laughs> birthday boys. I was like, yep, this is it. This is everything. So where did you know Nick Weiger from? 
Uh, well, I just knew his from his other appearances on other podcasts, and so okay. I, I had just followed him on Twitter. I don't think I was actually following Mitch at that point because I might have only been like vaguely aware of the Birthday Boys. Uh, I had seen them open for Comedy Bang Bang on tour a couple years ago, right. and I had saw some of the show on Netflix. But uh, it, yeah, it's it just just episode one, man. Well, Nick is also more. I'm not gonna say funnier than Mitch on Twitter, but he is more natural on Twitter than Mitch is. He's more Twitter savvy, I think. Yeah, like Mitch, like Nick, Nick. There were tweets. Nick, Nick was somebody I didn't really know as a personality before Doughboys. Um, so there's stuff like that I was into before Doughboys that I've gone back and seen and gone, oh my gosh, that was a Nick Weiger thing. <laughs> um, there's a tweet. There's a Nick Weiger tweet that's like um, one of my favorites. That turns out it was Nick. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like went back and searched for this specific tweet and it was Nick Weiger. And then, uh, the, uh, comedy bang, bang Halloween, co- uh, podcast uh, special, yes. uh, the monster fuck, uh, bit. Um, I had no idea that was Nick Weiger. And then I went back and heard it and I was like, holy fuck, that's, that's <laughs> Nick Weiger from Doughboys. It's amazing. That was the only thing I knew him for before this podcast. Yeah. Just that, the monster fuck. Just some of those one off comedy bang, bang guests. I, I don't really bother to remember who they are you know what i mean yeah i mean so they, he, it's th- th- there's been there's been the repeat leo carpazzi though like the just the you know oh yeah it, in so sure. much as you can call it a repeat appearance when it's the same thing every time <laughs> <laughs> i love it though oh i, mean, I do too i think it's it hilarious me. I, I almost feel like i'm watching teletubbies and laughing or something <laughs> but i i just roll i, I mean it's it, it, this year's yeah. i don't know it's uh, and and scott ackerman does a pretty good job of being self-aware uh but that episode with all of its sound design and everything just is so laughably overdone for something as ironic and self-aware as it is i don't know i like it (laughs) good stuff um okay let's jump into this episode first of all going chronologically for the episode itself i loved nick weiger's intro for the taco bell 2 episode live episode it was so good the swelling music the just every every like almost tender but actually heartbreaking moment that he like mentioned and the crowd reaction and actually hearing the crowd react to it was so good i was listening to this episode for the first time in a public restroom in earbuds and just just started cracking up sitting in the stall Uh, no shame could not help myself I love oh. that. It's <laughs> not everyone I think of all the ones he's done. Yeah, it might be. I, I'm with you there. It's definitely one of the best. I had completely forgotten about that fucking Chihuahua, honestly, you know? <laughs> like it's amazing how like how how ingrained in pop culture that thing was for like what, eight months maybe? Yeah. They had yeah. like talking you could buy talking plush chihuahuas. We had one at Taco Bell. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Wow. See, I missed all that because I wasn't going to Taco Bell during that era. Aaron, it was such a time to be alive. <sighs> I just missed out on so many life experiences. <laughs> so should we dive into Taco Bell itself? Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Brendan, you didn't make it to Taco Bell. Alas, I did not. Okay. That's understandable. It's hard in Boston. There are not many. There, There is one Taco Bell in the city itself, and it is a schlep for me to get to. Okay. Yeah, there's none near me in D.C., which led, leads to the Odyssey I, I went on. Um, Rob, you made it to Taco Bell also, right? 
Okay. I went three times in the last week. Nice. <laughs> Oops. Pull, oh pull in a uh, Spencer Crittenden and just really <laughs> tripling down yeah, on your. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I was I was sort of like thinking like maybe I'll go today, um, and I haven't been to a Taco Bell in like four years maybe, um, and the Taco Bell that I did go to then was the Taco Bell on my campus uh, at Maryland, and it was right in the middle of campus and it was pretty convenient to get to. And I ate there a couple of times and absolutely didn't like it at all. <laughs> what do you, I don't know if they were like – Like, okay, so like were you stoned at the time? Because I no. feel like – okay, see, that's your problem. I was probably <laughs> hungry at like 11 a.m. between classes. Hadn't eaten breakfast oh. and didn't know where my lunch was coming from. Yeah, that's the worst time to go to a Taco Bell. Yeah, and it was like just – Like when you're craving actual sustenance. I just recall each – taco that and i would go and order like a taco like one taco Mm -hmm. and and then eat it like while i walked like back to my apartment and i just remember it being like all sour cream and just like gloppy you know yeah Yeah. which is not what you want um today i had a very different experience uh with taco bell um i i was driving back home just sort of across dc and then you guys were were messaging me about Taco Bell. So I was like, you know what? I'm out. I'm in my car. The Taco Bell is, I would have to drive there really for, for any convenience sake. So I'll go. So I, I map Taco Bell. It's like a 10 minute drive for me. Um, it actually ends up taking me like 15 minutes because of traffic. And I get to where the Taco Bell is advertised as, and there's nothing like I'm in the middle of an overpass. Uh, so I let the thing reroute me and I sort of route around. And I noticed that that uh, my map is really trying to drive me into this big, just like DC ass building. Uh, and I realized that it's union station and I am going to the Taco Bell at union station. <laughs> wow. So I parked my car, paid my $2 at the parking meter. Luckily there is parking near union station. I would not have thought that was possible. I was going to um, say, but I just found like street parking. It was like two hour parking, you know, so you couldn't park there for your, your trip. Um, but, uh, yeah, I parked there, walked into beautiful, gorgeous Union Station, um, <laughs> sort of tried to find the food court, uh, and I did. I found a Taco Bell, and I, I ordered from Taco Bell. So that was my, my odyssey as to getting to Taco Bell was, was quite uh, a, uh, uh, a journey. And then just the spectacle of Union Station in conjunction with the spectacle that is Taco Bell Mm-hmm. And Taco Bell's food, I, I found to be what particularly a glorious fun. Contrast. Yeah, it was a nice contrast. Um, so, should we jump into our food experiences with Taco Bell? Um, what do you guys think, Brendan? Are you a Taco Bell guy? <laughs> I am a huge Taco Bell guy. I fucking love Taco Bell. The fact, like I said, that there is not one near me is is one of the worst parts about living in the city that I live in now. It's um. It's 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 such a terrific like for me it's such a terrific like 11 p.m. food like it's it's something that you absolutely crave like when it's when it's super late at night or if you're very drunk or anything like that and uh, it's 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 definitely a place that I would go to and like spend twelve dollars and eat like half my body weight <laughs> in faux Mexican food. That's awesome. It's... Yeah, I am I am all about overeating. Taco Bell and feeling awful <laughs> about it afterwards. That has been a major part of my life for a long time. <laughs> and Somehow yeah, it's certainly, certainly uh, under the influence of 
whatever you may have, it is a lot better. <laughs> but I will eat Taco Bell any time of day, including breakfast, which is when I had it on Friday morning. Man, I've morning. never did even you, had their breakfast. Did you order from the breakfast menu, or did you just go straight up Taco Bell? Uh, I think you can only order off the breakfast menu. It could be wrong. Um, oh, but I did get breakfast. I got a, uh, I don't remember what they call it, but like a sausage, egg, and cheese burrito. Mm. And two of those little cinnamon balls and a hash brown. I thought about the cinnamon balls today because Brian was telling me telling us about the uh, churros. Uh, and I desperately wanted those. And there were no churros at my Taco Bell that I went to. Yeah, they do not have those by me either. Must be a Canadian thing. I thought I, I'm almost positive I've had them at Taco Bell's before, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're far get, north enough. Maybe it's like that a is north, true. Boston is like the Canada of America. I've always said, <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be right about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I ordered the the what did they call it? It's the Naked Chicken Chalupa box. So I got oh. this Naked Chicken Chalupa, which is their thing right now, uh, their buzzy food item. And then it came with uh, uh, the nacho cheese Doritos Locos taco uh, and then a regular hard taco. Um, and to me, I was worried that was going to be too much food because I had eaten like a couple hours before. And it was not too much food. Like it was a it was a hefty amount of food, but it didn't seem like I had overdone it. Um, and for like six bucks, I couldn't complain. It was a good no. it was a good order. Yeah, I did the same order on Thursday when I first tried the naked chicken chalupa, and then I got an additional chicken chalupa, and that was maybe a little too much. <laughs> uh, and then, and then today when I went back, I once again got two naked chicken chalupas. Only this time, I, at the advice of one of our mutual friends, Emily, uh, used the app to order and added seasoned beef to one of them and shredded chicken to the other one. Oh, so <laughs> man, smart. oh man, they were. They were fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I wish I wish I had seen you say that before I ordered mine, because I really would like to have had beef in my in my one. Yeah, um, I mean that was to me that was one of the more shocking things about the, or I guess not shocking things about the naked chicken chalupa was, it's really just the shell, lettuce, tomato, cheese, and a sauce. There's no yeah. internal meat, so that's it's not as crazy me. as it looks like. Yeah. yeah, like it feels like so out of Taco Bell's mo to not put more meat inside of it. Like that's what they do. They like throw meat and Doritos and cheese where you never expect them to be. <laughs> yeah, like inside your desserts. Exactly. That'll be the next thing. Yeah, the Captain um, Crunch balls were actually filled with ground beef. I don't know. Chinese, there's Chinese red paste, like bean that red bean true. paste desserts. So yeah. maybe it's that's the next thing is a refried bean dessert. Slather that it. on top of a cake. I bet it would be I delicious. Would, yeah, because I really like that red bean paste thing. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's really if, good. If you're listening, get on this Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, Taco Bell, come on. We know you listen to Doughboys and all Doughboys related media. That's right. And we technically qualify as that. I'm sure the stoned <laughs> people that they have there working as like Taco Bell chefs or whatever they call them are immediately trying to develop this technology as we speak. Can you imagine being the food scientist for Taco Bell? God, that's like a dream job, right? Wouldn't that be so fun? <laughs> like, which brands can you partner with? Which, like, which like weird configurations of, like, American Mexican food, just bean, cheese, and uh, meat? Like, what it feels what like... new things can you do with that? 
Right. It feels like a creative challenge almost. Like you go into work and they're like, here's some tortillas, here's some meat, here's some beans, here's some cheese. Like make something different. Get to work. Yeah. It almost exactly. feels like it feels like a haiku. <laughs> like you have very little to work with, and that's where the beauty comes out. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. Much like a haiku, much like a Taco Bell naked chicken chalupa trio box. Um I absolutely loved it. Uh I was so pleasantly surprised with the quality of this food. As compared to what I had had before, um, it made me understand why people get so into Taco Bell. Um, I really liked the naked chicken chalupa thing itself also. I thought the chicken part of it was really good, really flavorful. Um, I would have enjoyed if it was like full of meat also. like That would have been cool and like mm. well done. But as it was, it was like not super heavy, which I was kind of surprised by. I mean, it was heavy, but it wasn't because it's like an 8-inch disc of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but but it didn't seem like you know it wasn't going to ruin my day <laughs> yeah. as it was you know what yeah. i mean whereas if i slapped some meat in there it might have it might have ruined my day did you guys as ever I, try the double down when kfc had it i don't know if they still do i didn't it was before i, I did. went to doughboys of I course think. i did <laughs> i'm so envious how how was like it? what did you think you know that it was it was so salty yeah uh, and yeah. I, I was not really that impressed. Um, it was salty. I remember being greasy. I was going to ask. It tasted, yeah. it tasted fine, but it was it was too much. And I don't think that the naked chicken chalupa is too much in that same way. Because mm. yeah. the, the naked chicken chalupa, I was shocked that I could like pick it up with my hands and it didn't feel greasy. Like I was expecting it to be really kind of soggy almost you know <laughs> but it, it was really nicely dried out and uh in in a good way like it was tender but it was still it still was firm enough to hold the whole taco together i found it to work better than a hard shell taco as a wrap like well, i would also, almost prefer that it, it seems like it would have an advantage over the double down in the sense that there is like vegetables to it like yeah the kfc double down is literally just like meat and cheese which like you have to know what you're getting into when you eat something like that yeah, but honestly you know. like it seems like a decent enough idea to throw in like lettuce and tomato to like you know make you feel like you're not going to die or just, your heart will explode i visualize the sensation of like chewing through like top teeth and bottom teeth through chicken and then you meet in the middle at some stringy bacon and gooey cheese and it's so un like not appetizing to me at all whereas this ch chicken whatever naked chicken chalupa thing i was like kind of into the idea of it in, in the first place like a double down would have been a total nov novelty try for me mm. but this i was excited to try i hoped i would like it and i actually did like i would probably order it again if i ended up uh at union station leaving for a trip for example <laughs> Well, when you do, I suggest trying some seasoned beef in that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I definitely. Now I want. Now I'm like bummed that there's not a Taco Bell closer to me. Um, <laughs> actually, I'll be near. Oh, I'll be near a Taco Bell tomorrow, but I don't think I'm gonna go. I don't think I can go because it's right before I'm going to lunch. But I'm like, I'm like kind of into trying this stuff again now. Now that I've had like the real good version of what Taco Bell's supposed to be. <laughs> I also tried all the hot sauces. I had never had any of the sauces because I'd always taken it to go. Oh, I like, love I'd the hot sauces. I always walked and. Eaten, eaten, walked. I liked them all. I was glad the Diablo sauce is like actually spicy. Is that the black um, one? The one that's yeah. in like a black thing? I yeah. love that one. That's some good shit. Yeah, I really liked that. To me, that was as spicy as like the things I make myself at home when I'm like, I'm going to make this really spicy. Like maybe too spicy. Um, so I was happy about that. Um, and it added some good flavor to the whole taco too, which 
I I think it needed. Like it it was it was nice to have that sauce, that sort of spicy, tangy sauce. It, yeah, it, it yeah. The well thing I that. like about their fire and diablo sauces are they they have the heat, but they're not just there for the sake of heat. They still have their own flavor. Yeah, I think a lot of times you get a yeah. hot sauce that's just trying to throw as much heat as it can at you, but it doesn't really taste like anything. Yeah, yeah, and I like taco sauce for that because it is really flavorful, almost like a, almost ketchupy or something. You know, less sweet, more spicy and tangy, but in that same wheelhouse. I also liked how the the box came, like the chicken, the naked chicken chalupa box. Is this like beautiful? Like it looks like the box you get an iPad in. Like it's this beautiful black and white box <laughs> with like black text and like a grayscale Taco Bell logo. Like sitting next to my Baja Blast drink with also the grayscale Taco Bell logo and just like the green popping through the lid of that and then the the uh, the four sauces fanned out. I took a picture of that and all the other spectacles that I saw at Union Station and I'll post that with the episode. Um, <laughs> But it was a really good presentation, much better than I expected. I was totally not expecting it to like look nice. I was expecting a, a paper bag, you know, as yeah. everyone else got. But but I yeah. really liked the box. God, I would love if they had some like Apple expat who was designing all these boxes. For them. <laughs> like the Taco Bell equivalent of Steve Jobs is sitting there obsessing over like how you open the fucking box. It's Johnny Ive, except it's just spelled <laughs> regular Johnny, like J O H N N Y, like his weird cousin. <laughs> it's just like a shaggy beard designing uh taco bell boxes we should talk about baja blast yeah you should talk about baja blast so oh, yeah i had never had baja blast before uh and we were talking about it in our chat beforehand so i said you know what i'm gonna get this baja blast drink with my chalupa box that comes with a drink anyway for like seven bucks it was a deal um and uh, I'll tell you what, I got this medium Baja Blast full of this like teal, bright neon teal color drink, <laughs> and I took a sip, and it was delicious. It totally, <laughs> it totally scratched that itch that I have for uh, gummy bears, like the Haribo gummy welcome. bears. Like it has that, 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 je ne sais quoi or whatever that like, whatever that that flavor of like really good satisfying candy that's not just sweet but flavorful it was so good <laughs> and then i took about four more sips and i could not stomach it anymore <laughs> it was way too much i threw away 90 oh. percent of my i'm serious i took four or five and i took four sips and this is really good and i went back for like a big gulp and then i was like nope don't want this anymore <laughs> i'm I over it. it it's an acquired taste but it yeah. is a taste that I have acquired a long time ago. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't even usually drink soda. Like, I'll get a Coke with, mm-hmm. like, uh, a fries and a burger if I'm, like, at a Wendy's drive-thru and I really need the, need the caffeine. And even that is, like, very sweet because I mm-hmm. don't usually drink soda. So I think that was the that, that might be the other thing is I'm just not used to that type of flavor variation between my drink and my, my you know, my main course. You know what I mean? That's possible. I've been trying to like drink more like seltzer water than soda as of late, but Mountain Dew and Dr Pepper are still like the two things that I will crave no matter what. I do like Dr Pepper. I drink it's Dr good. Pepper once in a while. Like if I'm if I'm gonna drink a soda, I try to get Dr Pepper if I can, and if I can't, then I'll do Coke. I see. We were a Pepsi family. Yeah. God, that's weird. 
<laughs> Everyone, uh, God, whenever they talk about that on Doughboys, they they, right? they they slam Pepsi so much. But I grew up <laughs> in a Pepsi family. Uh, they're so I mean, intense about it. I really, I really don't mind Pepsi. I just, it's. I feel like for every hundred people I know that are Coke people, I I find one Pepsi person. Maybe it's a regional thing. I don't know. But like, I when, growing up as a kid, I remember like my parents would always they, they would buy Pepsi and they would buy Dr Pepper because my dad loved Dr Pepper and my dad's mom for whatever reason i remember as a kid collected those coca-cola like polar bears she had like little like collectibles <laughs> yes. of them but she was a pepsi person which i always weird. thought like very yeah. weird as a kid yeah my my family everyone but me like guzzles diet coke um and then like at 4 or 5 p.m they switch to caffeine free diet coke like it's <laughs> it's a lifestyle over there and for my entire childhood, as long as I lived there, they always had tons and tons and tons of Diet Coke around. I think they switched to Diet, actually, eventually. They may have been regular Coke at some point. Um, and uh, in recent years, when I've gone back to visit, they've switched to, like, that soda stream, like, make your own. Oh, I have one of those. Soda thing. Um, and they just don't buy Coke anymore. Like, they go to whatever Bed Bath & Beyond or whatever mm-hmm. store you go to and buy the the syrup. Right. And then, but they make, they do it like twice a day. They make, make soda. It's like going outside of the water pump on your farm <laughs> every day. They, they make the day wow. soda and that's, that's their, that's what they do. Yeah. It's useful. They're useful things. Coke, Coke zero has actually been my go-to for probably most of 2016. I've been trying to weed myself off of most sugared soda. Yeah. I'm not, I'm sure diet isn't that much better for you or at all, but, but I've, come to the point where i actually prefer the taste of coke zero to regular coke and diet coke interesting so like when coke it's zero. an option i usually go for that but today i did go with the baja blast which i've been a big hater on for <laughs> a very long time <laughs> ever since i think when they first launched it and i went to taco bell to try it out and i i just remember it being awful and i i don't i guess i just held on to that opinion for so long and today just for you, Brendan, I decided to give it another go, and Thank you. I thought it was fantastic. And I had a large one, and I drank that whole damn thing. <laughs> very, very, very just just uh, inspiring. It really is, to see us all coming together like this. It is. I'm so proud of my boys. <laughs> I tried it. I really did. I know. I'm I'm proud of you for trying. I am. As I said, it is not something that people necessarily <laughs> want to drink, but my god, if you're me, then yep. I feel like it would be good for for like mixing alcohol. Like I feel like it would be good with like a shot of vodka for like one and a half shots worth of of uh Baja Blast, you know, cuz it's yeah. so strong that you would end up just with that like rich syrupy alcohol cocktail thing if you just poured that over ice in like a little glass, you know. See, the weird thing is, there is like I can't, I cannot feel if you remember the vodka company that does this because it's a vodka company that does a lot of like crazy ass flavors. Like they have like one that ostensibly tastes like Fruit Loops, but one of the ones that they have is Mountain Dew, and it is weird. Yeah, that is weird. Like and even it's... like if I don't like it, you must have done something <laughs> wrong. And it's like it's is it is it vodka or is it like a an in in bottle cocktail situation. It's like it's 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 like a ready made vodka, like it's a flavored vodka basically. Okay. That hmm. tastes ostensibly like Mountain Dew, but I but I don't know. Still I thirty five percent alcohol by volume or whatever. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Hey, it's great. 
It sounds like a good way to get very drunk very fast. Oh, it is. Flavored vodkas are ideal for that sort of thing. <laughs> That's when I used to drink them. That's when I was was uh, going for volume <laughs> over quality. Um, you guys have any more thoughts about Taco Bell itself? We should talk. We should talk about this uh, episode too. It was a phenomenal yeah. episode, in my opinion. Oh, agreed. I yeah. I talk Taco Bell's terrific. I wish there was one near me. That's all I got. I am distinctly feeling heartburn right now, but uh, <laughs> I loved this Taco Bell excursion. I'm glad I went, and I will. Definitely consider it as an option in the future. Thank you. Rob? Yeah, it's, uh, I just, I love it. I always have loved it. I always will love it. <laughs> um, it's re- really all I got. It's, it's up there in life, my uh, Mount drive through more. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> all right, let's jump into this episode. This is John Gabris with uh, with the boys on a live episode. John Gabris is a favorite podcast guest of mine. I love him mm-hmm. on most uh, shows I hear him on. Um, and I thought he really gelled with the guys. He's been on in the past, too. But I, I really yeah. – actually, he was also one of the earliest episodes because I saw him on my page when I scrolled down to the earliest. Yeah, he was on episode four of Doughboys. Outback. Which one was that? Outback Steakhouse. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Which, again, I don't know if I ever listened to that, which is I, – I got to. Yeah, it's a classic app. Yeah, it's a fantastic episode. I've revisited it not too long ago. I gotta say, when we uh, when we when we all have more time and start going back and doing Faux Boys episodes about the the pre Faux Boys Doughboys episodes, mm-hmm. I I'm looking forward to doing that if if it ever presents itself to us. If uh, maybe if the Doughboys finally end the podcast like they're threatening to or something. <laughs> we'll <have> oh! to... <laughs> I'm not hoping for that. I certainly don't think that I don't want that to happen. I'm not saying I don't think it'll happen, um, but uh, but I certainly don't want it to happen. And I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen soon. You know? No, I don't either. I think they'll get their TV show, or maybe they'll get like a special yeah. out of it. You know? God, I would love that. Just just one. Just an hour special. <laughs> like a Netflix special or something. Uh, no, I, they, they 100% have to do, like, the national tour. Like, that's just what this has all been leading up to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll do the national tour and then probably quit. Yeah. You know, hey, I, yeah, I it's, it's a good, good, good thing to go out on. With each other. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'd have to have that, cu- that. They'd have to culminate, like, in the, at the end of the year, have a... F- Fight on stage and then have their month month off, their December month off, and then maybe they'll come back around. Because um, that was really interesting. One of these four episodes we're talking about today was the first episode they recorded back after their big fight. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was really fascinating. But we'll get to that when we get there. Um, I thought I thought the roasts were particularly good in this episode. Like all three across the board. Had especially well well done roasts. Um, just that like comedy friends hanging out thing. Yeah, everybody was was very on. It was it was yeah. fantastic. So good. I kind of I wish I had been able to been at the other show. The live show I was at was pretty good too. But this show sounded like it had some really incredible, like good crowd. Everybody was yeah. kind of juiced to do it. It honestly like just at, at the end of the day this this. Might be my favorite episode now. Wow! Like it, it was, it was just that. Like it, it's certainly up there with Wendy's for me in terms of like everything wrong. I've come to expect. 
I, I was not listening to it in a bathroom like Rob was, but I was listening to it at my desk at work, and I always feel like a goober whenever I like listen to something at work and start laughing like just to myself audibly because like I'm like right by other people and it just sounds like a crazy person to just all of a sudden like start laughing apropos of nothing. But I was doing that so much during this episode. I've started. I, I usually listen to podcasts in my apartment now because um, I try not to listen too much when I'm like walking around in the world anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have had a few instances, some with Doughboys, and then I had one with the Adventure Zone uh, a couple of days ago, where mm. I was in my apartment and I was just like literally jumping up and down and like <laughs> stomping on my, like realizing that uh-huh. my downstairs neighbors probably hate me, uh, like pounding my fists, like because if I mean there's just nowhere for that emotion to go if you're just in your apartment by yourself, nobody yep. can see or hear you. Nobody, especially nobody can. If they can hear you, they can't tell that you're you're reacting the way you are because of a, a podcast <laughs> right. hosted by like three nerds from somewhere. Uh. You know? um, but yeah, the uh, oh, you know what I never did? I didn't watch the video. The, oh, I meant to watch the video because I just finished the 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 Taco Bell episode like 20 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> um, you 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 should make it a point to watch that video at some point. I will yeah, definitely. Get that, do that at some point today. Yeah, <laughs> I loved, I loved the the presence of all of of Mitch's. It was uh, so great. That was like, so great. Childhood friends on the video, and then at the show, like yes. Nick and Mitch had like surprised each other. It almost seemed like by having Mitch's uh, like childhood friends on the show. It was like the end of White Christmas or something. Whenever they're all singing, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you realize like all the army people were there for the general. Like all Mitch's dumbass Boston friends were there. <laughs> Shankton and Spretzel. Squinty. And... <laughs> Wu-Tang. Yeah. yeah. Reptar. <laughs> just Charles. Just some, just a guy named Charles. Um, I loved it. And I loved that, that uh, uh, Gabrus was roasting them for like talking about Mitch's high school friends. And then they were such a huge part of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> like they were truly like 10% of this episode. Yeah. Um, all right. What was the, what was the, Oh, I enjoyed hearing them talk about Taco Bell. It was great. Um, I cannot believe they ordered $95 worth of Taco Bell. That sounds like an, a mountain of food. Even by my standards, that's crazy. $95. That's $30 a person. Yeah, that's, and, and, the fact that Gabrus ate so much of it and then continued to eat it as they were walking on stage. I loved that. Oh. And well, let's let's say though they they went to like Taco Bell Express and then the the uh, like the the so I'm not so familiar with the menu, but the the they quoted the price of one of the items. How did that rack up to your? It was like five ninety nine for one. Whatever that was, cheesy gordita crunch was it, or was it one of the other items? I don't remember. I don't remember specifically. I can't remember all the details. I know that the like quote unquote power menu uh, at Taco Bell gets a little pricier, but I mean there's gotcha. certainly four ninety nine, five ninety nine items that I yeah, don't. But tend you don't to. need more than two of those then. A normal person. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Okay, and this I have a relatively small appetite, especially I found compared to my fellow fast food enthusiasts. <laughs> Um, but I'm a guy who goes to Five Guys and gets the smallest order you can. Oh, I get the little cheeseburger all the time at Five Guys. I get a little burger and little fries, and it's too much food. And it's still $14. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like seven fifty. It, no. it's, it's, no, it's, it's like nine like, bucks if you get yeah. the burger and fries. You, but Yeah, well, do you not get a drink? Because I actually get a drink. I don't. I don't okay, see, so you're sensible. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like I just I just don't drink a lot of soda. Um, it saves me money though at burger places. I don't drink soda and I don't drink milkshakes really. So I always save like three to six dollars at a at a burger place basically because because I'm just not there for that. Oh, man, so weird. All this talk of like dipping fries and frosties and stuff. I've just never never really been able to participate in that conversation. I gotta say, <laughs> but ninety five dollars. Ninety-five dollars. I am trying to think of that breakdown, right? Like, what? Like, each if each person is ordering around thirty dollars of food at Taco Bell, that's like I feel that's like so I order an obscene amount of food for like twelve dollars at Taco Bell. Like, I order more food than you would need to eat like in a day for like thirteen dollars. Like, I ordered seven dollars of food at Taco Bell today and threw an item away because it was too rich for me, my Baja Blast. Yeah. Imagine eating four times as much as you did today. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think. Like, I, honestly, like, it's almost I would a die. challenge to me. Like, the next time I go to Taco Bell, I'm going to have to, like, try and order $30 worth of food and eat it. Like, I don't I – don't, maybe if I ate nothing that entire day and then went to Taco Bell. I don't know. Well, then your stomach was well, I think that's also yeah, – I think they mentioned in the episode, maybe it was Weiger, uh, said that you know they he like refrained from eating anything before all this but that almost makes you feel fuller after a while yeah that is true i had one day there was a, so orthodox jews have uh like fast days sometimes where you don't eat like from sundown to sundown or sunrise to sundown um and so when i was still doing that i had a fast day one time and then as the fast was ending i went to the supermarket to buy food to make um, and I bought a whole bunch of food and then as I was in line, like the sun, sundown time hit or whatever. And so I, I just wanted something that would be rich and fill me up and I got a payday bar and I bought the payday bar and I ate it on my way to my car. And like, I've never been more satisfied after a meal than this 250 calorie payday bar. Like I did not <laughs> eat anything else that day. Like I was hungry all day, obviously, but I ate this bar and it was just like, I mean, it's just peanuts, like, sealed together with peanut butter and, like, topped with, like, sugary syrup or something. It's delicious, a payday bar, if that's what you're looking for. Not a chocolate bar, but it, it, it does what it needs to do. And, uh, but, yeah, I was shocked to find that I was, like, not only, like, not only did I not need food right then anymore, mm-hmm. like, I was satisfied and did not want any more food. It was the strangest thing. And I, I have to imagine it's some compo- some combination of that, like, my stomach shrank or whatever, like... After not eating all day, and then I just ate something full of like nuts, which are like the most filling thing, and mm-hmm. I got that sugar in there for that energy that I needed right away to metabolize, and then it must have just been like the perfect food. I don't know. It was delicious. See, um, my strategy is for Taco Bell though is uh, because, like I said, the one nearest to me is is it's it's a trip, like it's north of the yeah. Charles River. So what I do is typically, if it's one of those times where I really feel like I have the compulsion to go to Taco Bell, I will walk to that Taco Bell, which is about a two and a half hour walk, and then I will wow. walk back, and so then I can feel like I've actually wow. like justified to myself the ability to eat Taco Bell. So you'll it's spend not an a afternoon. Bad walk. Oh yeah, no, it's a night. Well, see, it's at a mall, so like, it's a like, it's like you know, like, oh, I have to go to Best Buy or I have to go to Marshalls. Like, I have to do this other crap oh, too. It's not okay. something that I've ever done for the sole express purpose of like just going to a Taco Bell. But it's sort of like, okay, if I'm going to do all this, then this is how it's going to be done. See, I walked home from the Women's March, uh, whenever that was, um, and it was like a 45 minute walk for me mm-hmm. from the mall to my place in DC, 
and like I was like, man, I've really done a long walk today. But <laughs> luckily, I'm a I'm a young person with good joints, so I can do that. Like that's right. There was there was no no concept that that was not like an absurdly long walk. And here you are walking two and a half mile, two and a half hours to uh, to the damn Taco Bell. I'm a weirdo. But hey, like if you got the time, because that's what I when you know when it gets nicer out. Like my office is is at the mall where I work right now. Mm-hmm. So like if it gets nice out and I'm like up early, or like it's nice out and like my workday's over and I don't have plans, like I'll totally walk home. Five good shoes or whatever. Yeah, It'd be like forty five fifty minute walk. Walk through like all of downtown DC. I would love to do that. It's, so. Yeah, I usually walk home from work. If I wake up early enough, I will walk to work as well. But it's 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 just it's 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 just a nice like way to end your day. I think yeah. a little bit. It's good. Guys are making me feel awful about you myself. You should feel awful. <laughs> you in your fucking car, man, driving everywhere. How dare you? My walk to work is twenty minutes max, and I maybe do that once a month. <laughs> if I could walk to work in twenty minutes, I'm trying to think. Because in college, I could I could drive to my classes, and it was about a twenty minute walk. Because um, I lived right off campus, and it was a pretty big campus. Um, I went to a pretty big school, guys. Um, Ugh, just, guy. just large. Uh, and oh, I would I would totally drive if like it was after five and the parking lots were free for students or whatever. I would totally drive. Um, this is just like if it's a drivable area. Like I totally wouldn't do that here in DC. Like if it's a twenty minute walk somewhere and it's nice out and I can walk, I'll walk. Um, just, but that's just because it's like a hassle to drive in the city. I can't um, imagine doing that in the city, honestly. Like that's 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 something. It was a bit of a hassle today, I'll tell you. And driving, like, you know, uh, from from where I am in like the I was in, I was in like the Dupont Circle area, if anybody knows DC. Driving over to Union Station for Taco Bell, and there was traffic out today, which I was a little surprised by. But I guess it's the weekend; people are out and about. I was uh. I was a little little surprised at how how bad the traffic was to get over there. It was it was a lot, but it was worth it. It was worth it to get my Taco Bell, uh, <laughs> of which the heartburn is steadily getting worse. Um, <laughs> but you know, we do. We're gonna we be can. all right. What was the um? Did they do a, a regular segment on this episode, or they just did the 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 Quincy Boys? Yeah, I they did the Quincy Boys. He had a snack question. Yeah, he had a snack rack prepared, but they didn't have time, so he just tossed it into the audience. I do not remember what he had, though. Wasn't there a question that someone asked? I think he had, like, combos of some kind, but I don't remember which. And combos are fine. I don't eat... I, I, I ate combos, uh, like, when I first stopped keeping kosher, because I had always seen them in the store. And they were, like, frankly, not that exciting. Did you ever try um, the, like, the tortilla one? The tortilla dip? No, the I don't seven think layer. So. Those are pretty good. Those are the ones he had. Oh, you should well, you should try those 100%. Those are great. They used right. to have um again, this is similar to how I, I love that 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 limon pepino Gatorade that's that's geared toward I still more, want to try that. Oh, you have to. It's that's geared more toward like Hispanic markets. There there used to be like a a combo that was that same tortilla shell but with like a salsa goo innard and Ooh. it was great and it was was on shelves for like six months, and now I have never been able to find it again. And it wow. was my favorite thing. Did we ever talk about the limon pepino on the show? <laughs> we might we not did. have, because I finally oh, did, did we not? also try that, and man, I, I loved tried it. it. Oh, okay, so, so good. 
Right, okay, so so Gatorade, right? I have it written down on my phone what they're called. Where the fuck is that list? Um, it's called the Nuestro Sabor line, which, like I said, is geared more toward Hispanic markets. So they have Mango Extremo, Watermelon Citrus, Tangerine, and Lime Cucumber, or Limon Pepino, as it's called on the <laughs> uh, bottle itself. So that's what I call it. But it's, it is terrific. You would think, you would look at lime cucumber gatorade and just think to yourself like like how horrible is this concoction going to be but it just has such like it just has such a nice like light fruity taste with just like a faint cucumber sort of flavoring it's so good it sounds really good and i also never knew that pepino stood for or meant you know stood for cucumber i didn't Uh, i i I didn't know know pepino was was the acronym for cucumber what's that did you guys know pepino was the acronym for cucumber the Um, acronym I said stood for instead of means. I was making fun of myself. Oh, oh. Um, I will say my favorite uh, pre-prepared uh, tomato sauce uh, is this brand called Don Pepino. Um, and I assume it's Italian, but mm. I feel like that means King Cucumber now, right? <laughs> it must, right? I guess. Cucumber Boss or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boss Cuke. Um, I highly recommend this sauce, by the way. Uh, at the supermarkets that I go to, it's like you, they like usually won't have it, and then if they do, it'll just be like five barillas standing next to each other, and then one, just one row of Don Pepino sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very good. It's relatively inexpensive, um, and it's the sauce that my favorite pizza place uses on their pizza. So uh, if if you get a chance, if you ever make pizza at home, or even just do like baked ziti or something like that, I always use this if I can get a hand on it. I've never heard of that before, but I will look for it. I'll keep my eyes open. Yeah. Keep an eye out. It comes in a jar, or rather a can, as opposed to the jar. So it'll oh, be a bunch of jars. It comes in a yellow can um, with like an Italian man on it, um, <laughs> like a Super I, Mario type. Oh, good. I feel like I always <laughs> focus on the jars. I never even would have think, thought to go there, honestly. And it's like up in the corner a lot of the time. I don't know. You got to look out for it. I'll, 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 yeah, I will. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. Um, all right, what, let's uh, wrap it up on this Taco Bell episode. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, Rob, why don't you start? Um, I didn't mention it earlier when Brendan did, but this may also be a pot- uh, my. Uh, sorry, it has the potential <laughs> to maybe be my favorite episode of this podcast as well. Uh, I wow. really, really enjoyed it. I listened to it a few times. I'm sorry, just I was just thinking back on the, when it, you saying "Wow," just how every time everyone gives a rating. Wow! Think, wow! 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 You pick that? Wow! <laughs> Wow. So, wow. uh, favorite episode. Wow. Yeah, this, I, wow. I really, really loved it. It was a riot. Wow. Gabrus is fantastic as he always is on everything he does. Uh, and I would definitely give this episode five bad hashtags. Wow. 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 Five bad hashtags. Wow. 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 Uh, like I said, also <laughs> possibly one of my favorite episodes. It's, it's, it was just everything about this was so perfect. I'm a little iffy about revisiting uh, Chains when there are so many worlds left to conquer. But this just feels like it was ideally suited for a live show. It was ideally suited for Gabrus. And just everything about this was so perfect. It was it was one of the funniest episodes uh, of, of any podcast I've listened to in a long time. So it was just, it was everything about this. Like, the stars had a line for this episode for me. It was terrific. Loved it. Five bad hashtags. Wow. 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 <laughs> Five bad hashtags. Wow. wow. Folks, my, my mindset going into this episode was not ideal. 
I was I I had left listening to these shows until very close to our record. Um, I had a stressful morning. I went to the gym, which I've just started doing again. I got oh my god! Cut, keep fucking rubbing it in. <laughs> I've gone three times now since I went back. <laughs> it's not a lot to brag about. Um, I've been doing squats with basically an empty bar, looking like a fucking nerd in the gym. Um, I'm literally I'm like super like shrimpy i don't know if you guys know this about me i suspect um i'm just physically very shrimpy um and so i just have to assume that me standing in the gym doing squats on an with an empty bar is is just laughable and all the meatheads just (laughs) giggle about me when i leave but so whatever i'm i'm going to the gym i'm doing i'm doing it um i got a haircut which is not my favorite thing to do um i don't really like getting haircuts which is a shame because i my hair is messy um so and after all of that, I sort of started listening to this episode, and um, it was almost so good that that I didn't notice how good it was. You know, I, I wasn't listening to it going, "I can't believe how good this episode is." It was just almost like the platonically perfect, like Doughboys live episode. I, I don't see any way this show could have gone any better. Um, so, ha- you know, having had you guys point out how perfect it is. Um, and thinking about my experience of listening to this episode, I have to go with uh, a rating I think we'll all agree on. Five bad hashtags. Taco Bell 2 with John Gabris, live from SF Sketchfest. Welcome to the Platinum <gasps> Episode Club. Woo! Wow. We haven't I named mean, our, our clubs. Wow. No. Wow. <laughs> we haven't, actually. We should Platinum uh, Episode, because they don't call it the Golden Restaurant Club. They call no. it the Golden Plate Club. That's true. So if you put... Food from restaurants on plates. You put the audio from podcasts in your earbuds. Phone? Yeah, I guess so. The Platinum Earbud Club. Yeah. Platinum Headphone Club. What oh. do you guys think? Hmm. I, I don't know if I like that. Platinum Phone. Platinum Records already a thing. Um. Platinum Drop Club. Platinum. Platinum. Platinum Mitch Drop Club. <laughs> <laughs> Platinum, platinum. The four seconds after Mitch tries to play the drop until the drop starts playing, club. <laughs> all right. <laughs> there we go. That's not unwieldy at all. I'm sure we'll remember that the next time this comes yeah. up. So yeah, Taco Bell two with John Gabris live from SF Sketchfest. Welcome to the platinum. The four seconds between when Mitch decides to play a drop and when the actual drop starts playing, there it club. is. All right. There it is. That's it for Taco Bell. Let's jump on to the second most recent episode, Tony Romas featuring. Bug main. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think of this? Okay. So. <laughs> okay. So it's it's weird. Bzz, bzz. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple questions about bug main in general. First of all, is he an actual bug? Is that his thing? Like, is he supposed to be a for real bug, or is he a guy named Bug, like Little Rascal Star Bug Hall? I I don't have any of the answers to the questions okay. you're going to ask. I have Next no question, answers about Bugman. Why would you why 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 would you go on as a character? Why not just be yourself? I think that this guy uh, whose real name is I had yeah. to, okay. Had to we are outing. Oh oh Jesus! We'll have to bleep that. Oh sorry sorry. <laughs> so should we actually bleep that? I'm blowing this shit wide open. I'm, I'm <laughs> Uh, you got uh, it. He's, he seems to have this same persona in his regular Twitter and throughout his entire life, so I don't know right. if Bugmane is just an alternative name or if it's a character he portrays. 
I, I yeah. really I don't understand it. That's what it... confuses me the most. Like I feel like if you come on, okay, if you were to come on a show like this as a character, I feel like it would be something that would have to be an established character that people might know. Does that make sense? Like it's not like this yeah. is comedy bang bang where you can go on and be like, oh, I'm this person and this is my gimmick and this is who I am. Like right. it's 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 been comedians talking about things and then there is this persona. Who shows well, up? I didn't get the feeling that he was doing a full-on character. Like I, he, you know, he did the Bugman voice. Like, see, like, biz, biz. like he did that, true. but he wasn't doing that the whole time. You know what I mean? So then, why do it at all? I don't. So, so here was my take on it. My take on it was that like, Bugman didn't want to be, didn't want to go on as himself. Uh-huh. Because he thought he'd get flack for his problematic shit he says. Okay. Uh, so he decided to just go on under his nickname, Bugmane, which I assume people call him. Because they've talked about Bugmane before. Yeah, they've, they? they've brought him up in the past and always referred to him as Bugmane. Yeah, although I thought his. I, I assumed. I always assumed the person named Bugmane was a Mitch high school friend, not a Nick and Mitch mm. mutual LA comedy friend. Just with a name like Bugman. <laughs> that's that's actually that's a valid yeah. that's a valid thing to think I think. Yeah, I don't know, but I, yeah, I, I I get what you're saying, Brendan. But I didn't I had I had the impression that he was on the show incognito with an alias rather than in character. Okay. See, I mean, it wasn't a bad episode. Like, I don't want to sound like I didn't like the episode or something. <laughs> it was just a confusing. It, it was. It's like a confusing foundation to build your house upon for me. Yeah, and like, I think that. Yeah. No, go, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I think it goes along with the whole Spoonister Six thing. Is is that's true? But then, why didn't just... everyone come in with their own alias? Because <laughs> <laughs> not all of them are fucking weirdos like Bugman. <laughs> Who like can't say the things they are saying, uh, like and reveal themselves and and still work. I suppose so. You know what I mean. Is his? You think his controversial opinions will affect his his abilities for employment in the future? I don't, but okay. I think maybe if he went under his own name, they might. I don't know. See, I don't even think that's the case because I when I did find him and look up his Twitter, I mean it's the his normal. Like you know, he's going him. by his normal name. It's just as out there. It's yeah. <laughs> it's not like he's saying things that you know, you you can't say in public. Or Maybe something. he just thought it would be funny. I guess I don't know. I just have so many weird questions as to why why that why that necessarily. Hey, also he didn't say anything nearly as bad as like Mitch's Quincy friends. Said. No, his Mitch's God, Mitch's fucking idiot Quincy friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sitting there like holding my breath the entire time, being like, oh Jesus, as someone who like lives near Quincy, I'm sitting there thinking like, my God, is this going to be exactly how I think it is? And it was. Uh huh. Uh huh. It was honestly worse than I expected. But not as bad as like I feared, you know what that's, I mean? That's 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 true. I think that's a good that's a good way of phrasing it. Well, thank you. Um, I don't know, uh, Bugman. So so people in the in the fan community, the discourse has revolved around comparisons between Bugman and uh, another previous Doughboys guest, uh, divisive. Uh, that being Armin Weitzman. Was um, Armin a divisive guest? Armin is a divisive. Well, uh. I don't know about Doughboys. Armin is divisive uh, in the Who Charted world, okay. for sure. 
uh, podcast who charted. He co-hosts uh, when Howard is out with Kulapi Lysak mm. uh, a lot of the time, and he's very divisive. Some people really like him. Many people skip those episodes. Interesting. He also has a very interesting relationship with Besser on Improv for Humans. Oh, yeah. Those, he... uh... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, uh, I think earlier on it was it was kind of tough almost listening to those, but the the episodes they've been doing the last couple holiday seasons yeah have been some of my favorites on that show the the peanuts one that they just did the yeah. uh, that was terrific I, I I don't know I I don't listen to who charted so maybe I'm missing out on that yeah I don't listen to improper humans okay yeah. so I I I do improper humans and I I can attest to to what Rob is saying about their early relationship but I I don't know I like Armin a lot Armin is just such a perfect little weirdo and I I love hearing him. I don't know. I will say a favorite Who Charted uh, pair of episodes of mine is back when they were doing a Who Charted and then they did two charted. So it would be the, mm-hmm. the Who Charted was the one with the guest and then they would record a whole other hour episode of just the two hosts. And they did a Who Charted where it was Kulapi Lysak and Armin Weitzman hosting and Matt Besser was the guest. And then right after that, Besser left and Armin and Kulap did this two charted where Armin talked about how awful the previous episode had gone for him basically and they were both (laughs) hilarious like besser was just ribbing arm and like it was just a fun i mean it was it was some friendly ribbing going on you know and there's such an interesting like sort of teacher student power dynamic that goes on Mm. between armin and besser i think uh but it was amazing so funny hearing armin just like just just feeling so embarrassed and like <laughs> like, oh. like he had ruined his life in front of this person he respects you know i don't know. <laughs> i don't know i don't know how serious he i'm sure he's felt very serious about it but yeah. maybe i shouldn't be laughing at his pain um but what do you mean brendan that armin's not a divisive joe boy's guest would you say people all like him or people don't like him oh no no i mean i i so I don't. What was the episode that he did? I truly. I remember him being on the show, but I don't remember what they talked about. In they did in and out. Okay. That's, oh yeah. That, that's a hundred percent correct. Yes, I remember. It all comes back now. Um, I don't remember <laughs> people, at least from what I read in the fan community, not liking Armin on that episode. Like, I mean, I guess if you don't like Armin in general, then right. you wouldn't care for it. But I think that sort of goes without saying with almost any guest on any sure. sort of show like this. And I loved that episode with Armin. Oh, I did too. I thought it was. I, I've loved again. Like almost every time I've heard Armin come up on a show, like I I, I find him very funny. He's it's just he he's he's has such a strange sense of self that really appeals to me. And what do you guys think about the comparisons between Armin and Bugman? I thought it was fairly plausible when someone said that they thought it sounded like Armin. I. Th- thought that it was very plausible that it was him before wow. <laughs> before uh, I, I did some more investigating and then rob came up with uh with with some names there so it uh if, if people were saying it in a bad sense i thought it, i was interpreting it as a literal sense it sound it, it literally did sound like armin doing a persona interesting which yeah, i interesting sorry go ahead. go ahead no go ahead Oh no, you finished. Well, I was just because it's it did sound <laughs> a Boys, lot the most like polite podcast in the yeah, world. <laughs> we're, we're such God, and without the Canadian here to keep us in check, um, <laughs> it's it's just whenever I heard him, I heard that episode after I had heard all the people talking online about this, and like immediately when hearing him talk, I was like, this really does sound like Armin. Like it, it's 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 a pretty close sound to what I imagine Armin doing this sort of character would be like. Yeah, until yeah. I until I went and looked it up, I also thought like this 
I what I thought was this is Armin like doing like a bad boy kind of thing. <laughs> See, maybe this is because I haven't listened to Improv for Humans before, but I cannot picture Armin doing a character that doesn't sound like it's Armin. Did you ever see um, another period? I did actually, and he was okay. really good in that. Yeah, because that's that's what I associate him mostly with. I think at this point, and just the yeah. character of Garfield, which I feel like is fairly different from Armin as he is in real life. That's true. It's so bizarre how distinctly himself he is when he's not doing a character. Though. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> like it's so. He seems like the kind of person who could never. He seems like how Mitch, when Mitch does a character, it's all Mitch. Mm-hmm. It like is. It, I would think that it would be the or, or like a Jack Black character or something. You know what I mean? Yes. It's Jack Black. Um. Uh. So I, I guess, I guess that's true though, because I, I, it always sort of. It was so good that it didn't surprise me. But if I thought about it, it's surprising that Armin can pull that off, sounding like he does on Who Charted. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, Bugmane was definitely a divisive, a divisive guest. I would say. Uh, I, I think we can all agree on that. Yes. Uh, we can all agree on the fact that we couldn't all agree on how we felt about Bugmane. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I loved when he went into the Darth Plagueis Plagueis oh story. Oh my god, that was so oh great! Oh my god, and just just slips perfectly into reciting verbatim the dialogue from Star Wars Episode Three. Uh, about Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis the Wise. So funny. Not a story the Jedi would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, I will say at one point in this episode, uh, this Tony Roma's episode, Nick Weiger said the phrase "agave nectar rollerita," and it woke up Siri on my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just a little little trivia there. Um. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Apart from Bugmane, uh, this, this episode was about Tony Roma's, uh, which I guess is an Italian restaurant, or is it just, uh, is I thought it, just it was like ribs. A, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a rib. I thought it was Italian at first, too, but apparently it's... Just with it's, the name, like, Tony Roma's. I know, right? Like, let's, oh, God, let's all resort to harmful stereotypes now. <laughs> well, if you, if you hear of a restaurant called something distinctly like that, if you go into a restaurant called Leroy O'Sullivan's... Yes. And it's Mexican German, food, okay. You know what I mean? I don't know. All right. I, I guess I just don't assume. I don't judge people based on what their nationality is, but I guess that's because we're different people. I judge restaurants based on what their nationality wow, is. Wow. Okay. I'm restaurantist. Tist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, do, have you guys ever been to Tony Roma's? No, they do not exist anywhere near me. I've never even heard of it before this episode. Also, and in that. fact, in fact, uh, when they had the intro, the uh, Patriots related intro for this episode. <laughs> I, and, and he's not even a Patriots. He's a, he's on the Cowboys. Yes. But I thought of Tony Romo <laughs> and thought, is that is that his restaurant? <laughs> what is this? Like I had no idea what the connection was, and realized it was a completely different person and name. So weird. I'm looking. There is a Tony Romas, a closed Tony Romas in the Baltimore suburbs. In like Owings Mills, and then there is a Tony Roma's Pizza in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Wow. Uh, I, th- I think there's two in New York. Okay. And that's when I was online trying to find the closest one to me. I think that's what what was coming up. Yeah. 
Weiger did mention in his intro that only 20 of the 150-ish locations were in the States and that when it expanded uh, internationally, it was the locations here were closing like just as fast, so it must not have stuck around places long. Weird. There were a because lot it's of... Not, yeah. It's not very distinct, like... As a place, like, you know, I'm, I haven't been, I've never been to Red Lobster, for example, but I have brand recognition for Red Lobster. I have no idea what Tony Roma's is. Well, I mean, but according I mean, to this, it would seem like there just aren't that many for you to have, you know, a sense yeah, of brand identity about, so. It sounded like kind of a, kind of a wreck, though, the, the, with yeah. the menus being wrong and stuff, yeah. like. Like, I get a menu that's wrong and the person goes, oh, we've ordered new menus, that's actually not on the menu anymore. But this was just like, oh, it says you get three sides, but you only get two. <laughs> like, you no. can't do that. Yeah, no, that's some next-level bullshit. You can't do that. I'm surprised they didn't dock its, like, forks for that. It must yeah. not have been as consequential in practice as it sounded. But, like, Mitch ended up with, like, more potatoes on top of his potatoes. Like, I would have been so mad. Yeah. If I was thinking, if I thought I was getting boneless wings and I got potato skins? Yeah. Oh, come on. No, that's bullshit. Gonna give me this potato trash? That's the sort of thing I expect from Caro's, not from here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. That was a weird. That was a weird thing. Uh, I don't really have much to say about Tony Romas. Although I will say that when Nick launched into his discussion of cocktails, waking up my phone, um, it made me really want to go to like. It made me really want to go to a restaurant and get a cocktail, an appetizer, a main, and a dessert. You know, like. There's something awesome about doing the full course that I yeah. never really do. I feel like, um, I don't know. It made me kind of wanna. It made me. It made me want to do that. Like, want to go have a restaurant experience like these guys mm-hmm. do all the time. You know. I feel like I do that like not infrequently, honestly. It's it's yeah. it's it's uh. I mean, it depends on who you're dining with, I guess. Yeah. But it's it's uh. I I feel like if there is an option to buy a cocktail i almost always will buy a cocktail that's fair i will say the restaurants around me aren't really conducive to that like the the restaurants around me kind of come in three categories there's like cheap cool bars Mm -hmm. there's really cheap junk food and then there's like expensive restaurants um so it makes it hard at any of those places to really run the gamut of like the entire long dinner experience you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah like at the expensive restaurants you'll end up spending 150 dollars right you get like an appetizer and a dessert you don't need um and at a bar you're gonna get like whatever burger or whatever you're gonna get and that's what you're gonna get you know yeah yeah i don't know what about you rob do you do the whole uh the whole extended meal oh often? almost never uh really? i i will usually get a i do like getting cocktails when i go out for dinner um yeah. but i'm never I never really stick to that, like, appetizer, main, dessert. I feel like I almost never get desserts when I go out to restaurants. Desserts, I feel like, are something that I'm... It's it's something that I feel you can be a little more iffy about, because most restaurants that I've been to don't have a particularly large dessert menu. So it's like, yeah. if you don't like the, like the five or so things on there, why bother? Well, and desserts are just so rich after you've eaten an entire meal, That's too. That's true, yeah. Like, a dessert would usually be too rich for me to eat when I'm hungry. Yeah. Like, after I've eaten, like, an entire, a whole bunch of different foods, and also, like, not for nothing, like, I love going out to restaurants and eating all different types of food and stuff, but 
if I'm trying new things, then I've eaten this whole meal full of like foods I'm not used to. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't mm-hmm. know. The last time I went out to dinner and, and did anything close to this, I had a cocktail that I loved. I had an appetizer. I uh, got a main. I split a, I split two mains with the person I was dining with. And then, but the mains were like squid ink pasta and like the, uh, something with octopus in it. Like it was very, it was a lot. And then to after that go, well, I'm really full of octopus and now I'm going to eat like a big cake or something. Like yeah. it's the last thing I want after I've had a big unfamiliar meal, you know, give me mm. that dessert like four hours later, you That's, know, somehow teleport yeah. that to me and I'll be happy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any more thoughts about Tony Romas? I mean, again, it's, it's one of those things that's hard to, because I've never been to it or heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got really, really nothing at all on, on this place. It, yeah. it didn't sound impressive. It didn't grab me. It kind of reminded yeah. me of Wood Ranch where it's like, yeah, I don't really know what this is and yeah. it sounds fine, but yeah. I really have no desire to ever really try it. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other like there's restaurants I've been to and enjoyed that I just have no interest in like places like Bonefish have you guys been to Bonefish? I've never heard of that no Bonefish? It's a, it's a it's a smaller chain of sort of more upscale I would say more upscale it, than like a Red Lobster is even. it Bonefish Grill? that's what I'm getting here. maybe that's what it is okay I'm yeah. gonna try and see if there's um, and I went with my grandfather who has a lot of dietary restrictions um, and so, and we were just like in some unfamiliar area and me and him had to burn two hours. Um, and so we went to Bonefish and it was good. It was actually great if I remember correctly. Uh, but I don't drive past Bonefish and go, oh, remember that great meal I had at Bonefish? Mm-hmm. Like I drive past Bonefish and go, there's Bonefish. <laughs> like, and I feel like, a, I feel like a lot of these lesser chains that they've been talking about recently give me the same reaction like yep tony romas now i know of it you know oh, there yeah. is a bonefish not too too far from me interesting yeah they're weirdly common for something i kind of had never noticed before yeah. do they have a do they have a ton of wine around i might have actually been to bonefish before yeah they might I- i'm looking now oh there's it's there's not far from quincy go too. figure <laughs> Oh, of course, there's one out in Arlington. Arlington is exactly where Bonefish would be in D.C. Um, Arlington is like Arlington is like the 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 part of D.C. where all the 20-year-olds live now, mm. and it like has all been built in the last 20 years. You know that kind of place. Yeah. Uh, so of course that's where Bonefish is. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, that's 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 my take on Tony Romas. So anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Moving on to the rest of that episode, uh, they did a leftovers episode on the KFC Nashville Hot uh, Chicken. Um, have you guys had? Have you guys done this Nashville Hot thing yet? I've never heard of it. I tried them out when they first launched it. I did the regular chicken and the strips, and it was at KFC. Yeah, at KFC, it was fine. Uh, <laughs> I- uh, uh, anybody from around Nashville would probably think it a an insult, <laughs> but it was. I mean, if you like KFC, it was KFC with a spicy, greasy sauce that kind of just soaks in. Interesting. Yeah, I've been scrolling past this article that's been popping up on my Facebook for like weeks, for like a couple of weeks 
of like where to get Nashville hot chicken in DC. Like I guess Nashville hot is like a food trend right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I haven't tried it yet. I did have some great uh, fried chicken tenders with uh, buffalo sauce the other day, which I had been I had desperately been wanting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I got nothing to say about Nashville hot. Although I will say I I am also like Nick, a fan of cold um, fried chicken. Me too. Um, I am as all rarely, about cold chicken. As rarely as it, as rarely as fried chicken persists long enough to become cold, like <laughs> it's hard to have fried, cold fried chicken around. But um, I do like it. I'll eat that for breakfast the next day. That's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. How about this mailbag they talked about with bread alternatives? What's your guys' take on a donut bun or even further afield a, a, a ramen bun or a lettuce bun or things like that? I've never tried a ramen bun, but I'm intrigued by it. It sounds interesting, right? Yeah. I I'd, I'd, I'd want to give it a go at least. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested in trying that. I've I'd never heard of that until that question popped up. Uh I do I have done a the donut bun. Mm-hmm. And I I I did like it, but it seems like I don't need to sweeten up a burger that much. Yeah, it's a lot. And then, I would want it to be like a cake donut if I was going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I've 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 never done the donut bun myself either, but it's it's something that sort of intrigues me. I remember for a while Dunkin' Donuts was doing a thing where you could use it as a breakfast sandwich bun, and I imagine in theory you still could because what the hell's stopping you really? Right. But <laughs> but it was like a thing that they were making a point of saying that you know you could do. I missed that. I, I was going to mention. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, my favorite Dunkin' Donuts sandwich ever was. Every so often, Duncan does a, a limited edition waffle item. Yes. Um, and two iterations ago of that, that was around 2008, 2009, um, that was my favorite Dunkin' Donuts order and, and still remains my favorite. It was a, a waffle uh, sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich. And um, it's delicious. I, I think it's really good. It was just sweet enough. It sort of had that maple flavoring incorporated into it, which is good with a, with like a breakfast sausage, too. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Yeah, I don't know. The ramen the, the ramen bun sounds like it would be tasty, but also like greasy. It I'm I'm trying to like wrap my head around the consistency of what it would taste like. I, I don't know. It just feels like it it would be too tough or something, maybe for me. Yeah. Well here's here's what I'm thinking. Because my initial thought was that it would sort of be like like I, I hear that purr and cat rock. Exactly. Yeah, um, that, that picked up. Wow. It was either that, that or you're being very dismissive um, about Aaron's thoughts on food. <laughs> I miss I miss my cats. Uh, I woke one of mine up and he's getting investigated. Oh, mm. What's up, cat? Um, what was I talking about? Uh, oh, ramen, ramen buns. Yeah. So so picture this instead of like that sort of chewy undercooked ramen texture that I was originally picturing. Picture, like, ramen leftover in the fridge the next day that's maybe firmed up a little bit, almost to a cakey texture, and then crisp that up somehow. Fry it up in, in like, a very little bit of oil or something um, into, like, a puck, you know? Okay. Um, and if it's thin enough but 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 firm enough, you could get, like, a, a smallish sandwich into that. I don't know. Okay. I'm not super into it, but I'm not against it either. I, I would still want to try it, certainly. It's it's intriguing to me, but it's never been something I felt the need to go out of my way to 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 try. 
Yeah, I um, I my one of my favorite bun options are uh, those steamed rolls, like a Chinese steamed rolls. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite sandwiches I've ever gotten is at this uh, sort of like a, a Five Guys caliber restaurant in Toronto called Bon Me Boys. And if only Brian <laughs> were here. If only we hadn't accidentally scheduled a record without telling Brian. Eh, um, he knew what was happening. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this place in, in Toronto, and it was for like, it was Five Guys prices. I mean, more expensive because it was in Canada and food's more expensive there. But it was like 11 or 12 Canadian um, dollars for this steamed roll banh mi, um, which is not traditionally what banh mi is served on, I don't right. think. No. Um, and that, I mean, different different cuisines, right? I, I don't know if there's steamed rolls in, in Vietnamese food, but um, I haven't seen it there anywhere else uh, other than this this weird fast casual place. And then you get these delicious fries, like these loaded fries too, with, with this really good mayo sauce and, and like scallions and stuff on there. It was very good. Um, love those steamed rolls. Um, love the waffle buns. Uh, have you guys had burgers protein style before with the uh, lettuce wrap? I have. What do you think? What about you, Rob? Sorry. Uh, I've I've done that, but I feel like at that point I would just rather eat the burger patty and its fixings on a <laughs> on a plate with a fork and knife. That's fair. I don't need to <laughs> wrap it all up in lettuce. Yeah. Nick swears by these protein style burgers. I I don't care for it that much. Like I like lettuce wraps okay, but it just I, I would probably just as soon eat a burger without a bun. Yeah, I've had great like lettuce based. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to have maybe I'm just thinking about Bon Me right now, but at the Bon Me place I used to go to in Wheaton, uh, in my the last neighborhood I lived in, uh, they have these like, I mean you've seen these before these like rice paper wrapped like spring rolls with that are full of of greens and everything, mm-hmm. um, and those kind of have the same effect to me. It's like just a very lettuce heavy, lettuce based conveyance with like good stuff kind of dotted in there, and it's good to me, but it's a it's a salad. Yeah, it's 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 different. Yeah. Like, why would it's it's not it's not a burger. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know if it, that really does it for me. The uh, the 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 protein burger. It's not something I've ever tried. Like, maybe it'll be better than I think if I do go for it sometime. Mm. But it doesn't jump out at me as an option. I will say I am planning on starting a low carbohydrate diet tomorrow, and I guess I'm gonna have to look at those alternative options. So maybe I'll give it <laughs> yeah. a go. Yeah, report back. Let us know how it all goes on the yeah, next episode please. if you end up trying some of those things. I guess we'll see. Um, all right, Tony Roma's episode with Bugmane. Uh, let's do final thoughts. What do you guys think? Um, <laughs> it was – oh, man. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, uh, the The restaurant they covered was not very interesting. I don't remember much of the discussion – of the restaurant, and that was only last week. Um, I don't know. It, <laughs> this is not one of my favorites. I didn't. I almost gave it another listen, and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give this one two bad hashtags. Wow. Wow. So I. I I feel like the only thing that I particularly remember about this episode is Bug Main as a character. I don't remember a whole lot about the restaurant. And I think if it were not for sort of the weird 
I guess almost gimmickiness of Bug Main, there would probably be <laughs> even less that I remembered at this point. So I guess for better or for worse, it took an interesting topic, or it, t- it took a topic that I didn't that I didn't think was particularly good and made it sort of interesting. Uh, maybe that was the point. I don't know, but I would probably just go for three bad hashtags. Wow! 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 <laughs> wow! I was scared to listen to this episode. Um, all the all the discourse around Bugmane and and who is he and how annoying certain people found him <laughs> to listen to. I was really scared to listen to this episode, and maybe that contributed to why I actually enjoyed this episode. Is, is I was expecting the worst out of Bugmane, and he was almost like a Sean Clemency, like a, <laughs> like if Sean Clemens was a little less self aware, you know, like Aww, really kitty. Uh, sorry, <laughs> no, <don't>, <laughs> it's like adorable. It. It's great. We need that kind of positivity in our yeah. show. As I as I trash as I trash Sean Clements by comparing him to Bugman. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, you're right. You're right that it was a it was a non episode in content. You know mm-hmm. the uh, I don't care about Tony Roma's. I, I certainly found the trivia or the the details about the menus being weird and like the the dirt cup and the evolution of the history of the restaurant a little bit interesting. You know. Yeah. Um. But I was really listening to this episode for Bugman, and I really liked. I really thought he was funny. I thought he was. I, I thought he was self-aware about how abrasive he was. I liked the dynamic between him and Mitch, um, and he sort of saved this episode for me. So uh, I would say, overall, I'm going to give this episode three and a half bad hashtags. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I feel I bad. Enjoyed it, guys. I feel bad now. Went a, little, went a little low. <laughs> I, think you're, I think your rating is fair. No, don't I think get me it's, wrong. It's, I think it's a very justified rating. Yeah. I don't even want to hate um, on Bugman too much. I mean, it, it was interesting. It just didn't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't like dislike Bugman. I just don't understand Bugman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Let's go back to three weeks ago. Uh, Book of DeBeppo, or the Book of episode as I've been calling it. Oh. Um, with, uh, who guessed it on this episode, folks? This is one episode I didn't take notes for, so... That one know, was, uh, uh, Drew McWeeny, who was also on the Rogue Boys oh, yeah. episode. Right. I like him. nice. I like that worked him. out well, because we were saying about how, like, you know, he was a good guest on that, and he should be on an actual episode. And go and fucking figure. Yeah. Too bad it was the Book of episode. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever been to Buca de Papo? Uh, no, I I have not. I have I have been to a Buca de Beppo a few times in my life, but not for at least fifteen plus years. I, we used to go okay. there when I was a kid for uh, group family, like big family birthdays right. and dinners once in a while. Um, and the only thing I remember about it was yeah that the portions were all like group sized. Yep, and also. Something that stands out in my mind very strongly is everything in the men's bathroom from from top to bottom was penis themed. <laughs> I mean, it was everywhere. And that might be just be your Buca de Beppo. I don't think that's a standard. <laughs> that may not be all Buca de Beppos, but, I, but it was everywhere, including the light switch oh my God. Of, the, of the bathroom oh, itself. There was like dick for a light switch? It was everything in that bathroom was... was Penis uh, themed. Oh, that's <laughs> too much. Into the homes of like tacky middle aged gay people that have less penis. <laughs> <themes>. <laughs> that's bizarre. That is 
really bizarre. I thought you were going to say, like, it's all Frank Sinatra everywhere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Certainly true. Like, the rest of the restaurant is, like, not but pictures of Frank Sinatra everywhere. That's so funny. I mean, I've been to restaurants that have, like, nudity in the in the men's restroom, but usually it's topless women. Yeah. In my experience. I mean, I suppose it's um, a nice change of pace. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shake it up, you know. Huh. I, I More egalitarian form of bathroom for. nudity. What? I need something to go into the men's room for. There you go, Price yeah. me. Um, <laughs> but what Rob says about the portion sizes of Buca de Pepo is why I am never surprised to hear of them like closing down restaurant locations. Because really? the longest time when you went there, you were basically buying like one dish for the entire table. So like if you were going there, like like my sister and my mom are vegetarians. So like if I was going to Buca de Peppo, we would have to get something with no meat in it whatsoever because we would have to get Ooh. something for everyone. And I hey, think they out. changed that a couple years ago that you could buy like a portion for like two people instead of like five okay but still like that's like not really ideal that's a weird right it is choice yeah and like i get like the gimmick is to be like oh it's family style like it's one plate of food and everyone just like you know you take some off the plate and you put it on your own plate and you eat it but like i don't go to a restaurant for that no yeah that's not the point yeah although I i will say when you are with a family um Doing Chinese food family style is definitely the way to go. No, that's fair. Um, but like you Chinese get options, food, and that's something that never occurred to me. Right, but Chinese food, I, I think it. also it gives you a lot more variety in terms of what you get. Am I wrong? Like I feel like uh, you're right. Chinese food doesn't have American Chinese food doesn't have the most variety. No, but I'm. Uh, it's but the, American it's Italian like, food has even less. Right. I mean, because it's not just like we are getting this one dish for the entire table for Chinese food. Yeah. It's like there are that's other right, things yeah. to it. That's true. I get what you're saying. Yeah, that is that is my problem with Buca de Beppo, and that is why I am never shocked to see that they are not doing too hot. <laughs> Sounds like a weird choice. It does. I mean, it is. Rob, when you were going, when you were younger, was it, would you get one or two items for the whole table, or was there a little more variety? Well, when we would go, people? it would always be, it was only for, like, big groups, and I think that's where oh, that okay. place maybe does shine, is we, we might have 20, 25 people, you know, and then you can get a bunch of bunch of different things, and there's plenty for everybody. I think if if two to five people were trying to go to this restaurant, it just doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, but for like I said, for big parties like that, uh, it worked. I don't remember. I mean, it was so long ago, I couldn't tell you about the quality of the food. But it, I remember I think, liking it fine. That's yeah. the best I got. It was fine. Yeah. Well, I'll cross Book It a Beppo be- yep. off the list of uh, Book It a Bip. Like, uh, what am I? Um, Porky Pig. By the way. <laughs> pig, by the way, making fun of people with speech impediments. Uh, so, <laughs> what are you doing that? So horrible. They were just yeah. not sensitive back then. What, what were you saying, Rob? I was just going to say uh, real quick, because I almost felt like I was going crazy. I just Googled uh, Book It a Beppo Dick's Bathroom. And it was, it was confirmed that this is a common thing. Oh, no. Any Beppos across the country. Oh, my god! Maybe I just don't remember it. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'd remember that. Yeah, you would think so, right? Right, I love dicks. <laughs> so, I imagine as a kid, you're, you're out in the world. That's probably like a great opportunity. Right. When it presents itself to you. <laughs> Unexpected, you know what I mean? Oh, yes. I certainly remember many, many instances. Well, not that many, but I remember distinctly. The instances when I was a little kid that I, I saw some some nudity I wasn't expecting to. It was always a, a cause for celebration. Yeah, very, internal, very silent exciting celebration. For babies, you know. 
don't uh, don't don't tell anybody that you're a sexual being as a child, or they'll uh, they'll be mad at you for that. Yes. Um. Uh. A couple couple things about the beginning of this Book of Beppo episode. Um. One is this long, long, like weird Italian movie themed intro that Mitch uh, that uh Nick did. Yes. <laughs> yes. I couldn't follow it at all. Maybe because I don't know any Italian movies or Book of Beppo. So I was totally lost on every reference he made. Um, was it any clearer for you guys? Not for me. I, yeah, I'm. I'm trying to remember. What was he referencing for most of it? I couldn't even tell you. Okay. Godfather, probably. I, I, I mean, I, I I understood what he was referencing, but it just felt very. He like he was just segueing from from uh, Italian reference to Italian reference. Yeah. That, that, really which, to be the, fair. Is more thematic than the than the drop he did or the intro he did in the Taco Bell episode that we loved. For sure, mm. that is true. But yeah, it, it was it was a little hard to understand. I, I I know that he at some point ends with someone's nickname being Beppo, and by that point I had completely lost the plot of how we got there. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I forget that. I forget that part. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I did love Mitch's drop in this episode, which was the one that Spencer Crittenden sent him. Yes. <laughs> mm. I loved that. I saw later that Spencer confirmed on Twitter yeah. that it was it was him and that he had used a fake name that he knew Mitch would pick, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> because I have tried four different ways to email Mitch this drop I made in ways that I think Mitch will pick, and none of them have worked. So it's impressive that Spencer got that to work in the first place. I don't yeah. know. Tell him you're Spencer, maybe. <laughs> registered email address yes. as Spencer Crittenden <laughs> Spencer C 1865 at gmail.com <laughs> sent in a drop uh, and then put my voice in the middle going hey this is Aaron I'm not Spencer you should listen to your drops beforehand <laughs> um, or I could just put like listen to Phoboys <laughs> yes. he would definitely play it plug it um uh, yeah, anyway, so that's 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 all I have to say about Book of Beppo. What about you guys? Anything else about this episode? I don't remember what the, like, segments were on this one. No, this is the problem that we have whenever we, we do this too far after the fact. Yeah, yeah. this is a four-episode episode. Yeah, so. at least yeah, I remember. I, I honestly, I, I did not have time to revisit these and did not take notes either, so I, yeah. I don't recall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Ratings for this episode? <sighs> I liked Drew. I'm I'm I am glad that Drew got to got to be in an episode. I thought he was a good guest. I thought it, it was you know he was enjoyable in Rogue Boys. He was enjoyable here. Um, Buca de Peppo is not a place I particularly care about, and not a place that I can visit. And you know I I feel like if I remember correctly, they left with the same sort of impressions that I have about Buca de Peppo. So you know I, I I would guess I would go with uh with with three and a half bad hashtags. Rob, um, I again, I can't remember a whole wow. lot about the episode. I do wow. remember enjoying it. Um, yeah, Buca de Beppo, nothing super exciting. My own personal experience is more exciting than really what they had to say. <laughs> <laughs> it um, is harsh. I Man, do I really like had that dick bathroom. Yeah, I do really <laughs> like uh, Drew. I, I I feel like I remember them talking about food movies on this episode, but I don't remember what they discussed. Um, yeah. But I a lot of the a lot of the movie based se- sorry I'm not going to interrupt your uh, 
I interrupt everybody too much anyway. As no, I that's fine. Your wrap up. <laughs> but uh, I'm just gonna go with the safe three and a half bad hashtags because I I just I can't remember all the details, <laughs> but I know that I liked it. Wow. Wow. I was going to say, I, I never feel like the segments that they do about food and movies together really match up for me. And maybe it's because I know so little about movies. Mm. Um, anyway, I, I, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was good. Um, I'm torn on my rating because I don't feel like... I, I I feel like it was a better it was a better instance of a Doughboys episode than the Bugman episode. Yeah. Uh, but I, don't, I didn't enjoy it as much. As the Buckman episode. So I think I'm justified in giving the rating that was initially my instinct for this. Uh, absolutely passable episode I was glad to listen to, but have since completely forgotten. Uh, three bad hashtags for Book of the Beppo with Drew McQueenie. Wow. 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 <laughs> Handholding club? <What? laughs> uh, yeah, handholding club. Or ballpark buds anyway, right? Did we all give three? Or, yeah, ballpark three buds. I always forget. <laughs> I three and a half. <laughs> oh. Ballpark buds it is. Um, yeah. All right. One more episode here, guys. Let's crank through it. Um, Tender Greens with Ryan Stanger. Has anyone ever uh, heard of Tender Greens before? I've heard of it. Okay. But I don't. I haven't been there. Okay. I when they say Tender Greens, I think Sweet Greens. See, that was the, we, we were just talking about that. How I keep confusing yeah. it with Sweet Greens, and so I thought that it was another salad restaurant whenever they mentioned the name, and I was surprise when i looked at the menu online and found out that it's just it's it's almost like panera i guess yeah well there's a lot of places like have you guys been to native foods no um it's not bad uh it it falls prey to a little bit of that like vegetarian restaurant thing where all the meat substitutes are uh not very flavorful and then all the sauces are a little too strong to make up for that you know Mm. so you usually end up with a very tasty meal but the composition is just a little off um, and that's sort of what I picture tender greens being, uh, <laughs> is something like that. You know what I mean? It's sort of yeah. a health foodie place that's going to have sweet potato fries and, and, you know, greens that are a little richer than the greens you're usually right. used to. I to- could be totally wrong about that. Like I did no research about what tender greens is. Yeah. I had no idea going into this. Uh, and I also don't know what sweet greens is. I, I assumed it was a salad place as well, but, <laughs> and, and for some reason in my head, I pictured it as like a cafeteria style, like. Get in a line as they order, as they make your stuff, but I don't know where I got that from. Well, that's what yeah. Well, that's sweet what sweet greens, greens is. is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking about. But I don't know. We're so uninformed about tender greens. <laughs> I mean, because I well, I looked at their locations too, right? And all of them are in California. It's an exclusively California-based chain. Oh. Yeah. So well, I they're gonna hit some of those here and there. I mean, no, there's it, nothing they yeah. Can... It happens. It's fine. But it's just that this is literally like. It just like the last possible chain, like next to Caro's that I would ever encounter. Yeah, it was a, it's a weird one. Um, what do you guys think of Jost Spoonman? <laughs> just okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was a funny thing for him to do a couple times, and it seems like after three he's probably done. Yeah, yeah, I'm over it. Um, but I mean, I, it it caught me off guard. It made me chuckle the first time. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he needs to keep doing it, or don't think he needs to. Yeah, it, it, I, I like the first sustain couple. Itself. Yeah, it's done. If he keeps doing it, I think it'll be a mistake. Um, and I think he figured that out the last episode he did, and, and it didn't really like Mitch kind of didn't really like it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think it'll probably stop. 
but I enjoyed it as a as a as a bit for a couple episodes, and it'll be an interesting artifact if you go back and listen to those episodes. You go, oh yeah, I forgot that Nick did Joe Spoonman for two episodes. <laughs> um, Weiger in this episode revealed that his screening of The Force Awakens was evacuated. Yeah, that's a weird thing, right? Very. I, yeah, it, it's it's not a thing I've ever had happen to me. So weird. And there's a couple of these because Mitch also had a screening that got fucked up. I don't remember what specifically like, happened to his. Nick had one that was evacuated because of like a shooter or something, or like a like a security threat of some kind. I think, mm. unless I'm conflating, or unless I'm, I'm turning to, I'm like remembering that there's two instances when I only think there's when there's really only one. You know what I mean? But Mitch Mitch just got evacuated because like the film was messed up. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's weird, though. Um, and I wonder how that how that impacts their enjoyment of the Force Awakens movie. I don't know. Maybe if uh, Mitch's screening hadn't been so fucked up, he might have liked it a little more. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Although they both saw it multiple times. That is true. Which, that's something I, I don't know. Are you guys people who see movies multiple times? Uh, I will see it with other people multiple times, but I usually don't go out of my way. Like, I, I don't want to be, like, the instigator. Who, yeah, who says, like, but if I'm with friends and like, oh, we haven't seen this, do you want to go? And if I liked it, okay, then I will do so. Yeah, that's, for me, that's the only situation where I would probably see a movie a second time in theaters is if somebody else is like, hey, I want to see this, and, oh, you know, all right. Yeah, I I watch movies so rarely that, like, it's a stretch for me to even go see one, you know? Mm. Like, I will rarely go see a movie if, like, a bunch of people invite me or if there's something I really want to see, but... um. It's probably just not gonna. I'm never gonna run into that situation. <laughs> that, but I don't know if you know if I could go, if I would go, if I got invited. Just, I'd be like, oh, I'll meet up with you guys for dinner afterwards or whatever, you know. I would have to. I mean, I would be a movie that I have to like, obviously. Like, yeah, totally. I can't honestly think, think of the last time I've done that, so I'm not even sure if I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think Ewoks are lame or cool? I like Ewoks. I think Ewoks are pretty great. I rewatched yeah. Return of the Jedi a month ago. And I enjoyed it a whole lot more than I feel like the internet always makes me feel like I would. <laughs> Return of the Jedi is good. It is. It's solid. I think it's the weakest of the original trilogy, but that's not to say that it's bad, just to say that it's the least good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the... It's so... It's very good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of always watched the trilogy as a unit. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of trouble picking out which bits and pieces are in one movie and, and which are in another, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been watching these movies forever since I was a little kid over and over and over again. Um, I mean, I haven't seen any of them recently. I saw, I'm trying to think, I saw the, the I watched all of Star Wars over again like three or four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the last time I've seen most of these. Um, but uh, I don't know. I like the Ewoks. They were always just part of it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. They're 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 a little stiff, but that's special effects or whatever, you know. <laughs> well, now they uh, blink. But I... Ooh, yeah, creepy. I know it is. It's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those weird things that like now that they blink, I think about it more than if they never had, you know. Yeah. Like, I, it, it, like, it never, like, watching it, I was never like, well, why aren't the Ewoks blinking the entire time? But, like, now that they do every now and then, I'm just, like, more, like, it takes my focus more on the fact that it's, like, a mask with a little person inside of it. Really bizarre. 
Um, all of that stuff is weird. Um, <laughs> Mitch and Nick both had stories about foreign exchange students. Have you ever come across a foreign exchange student? <laughs> a friend of mine, actually, uh, in high school, they, they had a foreign exchange student from Japan stay with them. It's the only time I've ever actually known someone who's done that. What is that? Who? What do you mean? Like what? Okay. <laughs> under what? Under what auspices do foreign exchange students get to do what they're doing? Uh huh. I don't know. Like, you've never heard the perspective of the foreign exchange student from the other side of just like I'm just gonna bail for a year and go live with a family in Spain or whatever. And just go to school there. That's so weird. It is, but I guess people. Do I can't that, imagine right? it gets you anywhere. Like you need that education during that time. I mean, you're you're getting an education just. Yeah, you, you go to their school. A, yeah, like I but when I was in can't... high school, I remember there being a girl from Germany who was mm. going to our high school for that semester as a foreign exchange student. I I never met her. I never ran into her. But I don't know. I don't know what that program is. I don't understand it. I guess. Yeah. I'm I'm not yeah, sure it's... how you initiated per se. Yeah, I guess the school maybe it must be a school to school thing. I guess. But I don't know. My but school is like... pretty crappy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was yeah, I went to like weird like Jewish day schools, so there was no foreign exchange thing happening there. Um, although. You could almost see it happening more because it's such a tight knit community. I was going to say, it, some it school. surprises me a little bit actually that there wouldn't be it, that it wouldn't be like maybe more common for like uh, yeah like an Israeli school or something even. Well, we did have like a sister school in Israel that, or like a sister. I'm trying to think, Baltimore, the Baltimore Jewish community had a sister community in Israel that that we had like okay, this is our sister community now. We've decided. Mm -hmm. um, and when I visited Israel with my high school. We met kids from that school, like from that community. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the closest. But we spent like a day or two with, you know, like sightseeing with them. It wasn't like a semester-long operation, you know. Yeah. It was a field trip, not like a not a not a semester right. of of education from a different institution. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to me. It it, it, it is, yeah. And I get study abroad a little more when you can actually like, you know, like when you're kind of an adult almost like you can find your way around and you can maybe learn the language beforehand you know totally different from just being chucked into another country when you're in high school yeah i actually looked into that when i was in college i looked into doing that for a semester in france yeah but it was like it the the way the credits worked and the cost and everything it was weird and then you also weren't just going to live with some family you were like part of a group of students all doing this together so I would imagine right. there would be certain housing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I, but high school especially, like I get I get college even because your your options are kind of your own. But for it to be high school, I I just I don't know. Yeah, I really I wish I had looked into it in in college. I mean, I didn't really have time in college. Like I had enough time getting all my classes done before I graduated anyway, as it was. Um, but I still think it, it would have been cool to do, you know. Yeah, a friend of my current roommate who I went to college with, she did uh, an exchange program for a semester in England for study abroad. And uh, I don't know, she liked it. It must be easier in college because just of the way like the, the, the education system works in college where it's sort of like 
it's not necessarily always building upon something that you learned previously for certain classes. Yeah, like, right. it feels like it must be weird to, like, if you go to, like, a school in Germany or something and they're doing, like, a completely different math than you're used to or something like that. Like, right. like I, I just imagine you'd be, like, struggling to try and keep up with, like, first of all, like, the culture shock. And second of all, the fact that, like, you know, oh, actually, we're doing pre-calculus and you were doing trigonometry. So, like, just try and catch up with us. Yeah. Weird stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have too many notes left for uh, Tender Greens. <laughs> no. Well, I, I did write – I had a couple, but uh, this one yeah. had the – as far as the drop, this one was the uh, Paul Rust – calling Donald Trump as the president oh. 11 months oh, ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was kind of a bummer, but you know, it's rough. I liked it though. I thought but it was, it's, well it was a too. funny little drop. Yeah. Boy. And this was also Plus, the episode that Aaron they introduced the concept of the Spoonister six. Uh, <laughs> which is a great piece of Doughboys terminology. It, it is. And it Stanger really wasn't is. part of it, but they discussed it on this episode. And the I guess the prior three episodes we just discussed would have been the first three of the of the six. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. We're halfway through the Spoonister Six. Ooh, what surprises will next week bring? <laughs> I hope they're equally as surprising as Bugmane. We can all only hope <laughs> Bugmane. <laughs> I also had a note that the first thirty three minutes of this podcast was discussion of just Star Wars and the podcast itself. Which I love, but I, <laughs> I just happen to write that down. Uh, That's a great, great, oh my gosh, 33 minutes. <laughs> that is excessive. I love it. I love it. Um, all right, shall we do, they did a, they did a, um, they did a regular segment that I didn't really understand with Irish food. Oh, um, oh. I didn't really get the point of it. Yeah. Um... And then they did a feedback that I don't I, – my notes aren't clear enough about what it is. So if there's one thing we've learned from this episode is that I should be taking better notes. Uh, I should be taking notes, period. I, here we I've, are. I've tried to start taking them. My problem is I do mostly listen at work. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah. a secondary thing for me. Yeah, I totally get that. Well, that's why I have – because I've just been – like I was there was one of these episodes I was listening to like in the car. So I like I couldn't take notes because I was driving around. You know what I mean? As you do. Yeah. Um, as you do. Um, all right, let's do final thoughts on this Tender Greens episode, right. if you can remember it. Go ahead. Who wants right. to go first? <laughs> all right. I don't remember this episode particularly well at all. I really don't. I'm sorry. Three bad catchphrases. <laughs> uh, I actually, this was one of the, this was the one of the three older episodes we talked about that I did give a re-listen to, although I kind of gave up towards the end because I ran out of time. Uh, I really like Ryan Stanger. I've been listening to the Dumbbells podcast he does with Eugene Cordero. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I really enjoy that as well, although I don't do any of the physical fitness or anything that they discuss. <laughs> it's mostly just I just like them and I like their guests. Uh, Nick and Mitch have both done an episode at this point, so it's it's worth giving a listen. It sounds uh, like a good show. But yeah. I thought it was an entertaining episode. Tender Green's not interesting at all to me, but I like their discussion. Uh Two of the hashtags they hit hit up on, they talked about food skeptic, of foods you don't really believe in. <laughs> that was good. Which I kind of liked. And yeah. all I could think of was, I don't know what the hell broccolini is, but I don't know if it's a real thing or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, I, I like this one. Nothing crazy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it 
four bad hashtags. Yeah, I remember enjoying this episode. Um, it was uh, Stanger's good. You know, he gets along great with with Nick and Mitch. Um, the the Tender Greens restaurant again suffered from me not knowing what the hell it is and not really understanding how it worked. Um, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed the discourse. I enjoyed the 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 episode. Um, good people, interesting enough topic. Um, pretty standard Dope Boys episode for me, so I'm gonna give it three. Uh, bad hashtags. All right. Wow. 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 <laughs> um, well, that's our that's our catch up episode on four uh, four Doughboys episodes. Um, hopefully, we'll record again more recently. I was out of town and sick and stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, part of why our our schedule slipped this time, but um, we record when we can. Um, and maybe next time Brian will be here. Maybe, maybe we'll all plan uh, an episode. He knew what um, was happening. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> I do. Um, I, I give him the benefit of the doubt. All right. Um, do we have any other segments we do, like after the episodes or something? No, we should start doing That's what I'm saying. Man, that's why you need to try the Lemon Pepino Gatorade. Yeah, I really yeah. do want to try that. You need to try the Lemon Pepino, and then we didn't have any questions this week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me look. Let me look in the email box. <laughs> I should decide uh, yeah. uh, a packaged food to, to eat. I like that. Um, like for, yeah. Like for each of us to, to like find. Um, do you guys have any ideas of, of uh, foods you've been curious to try or something you've tried that you think maybe the rest of us have not? I'd have to mull it over for a little bit. Yeah, we'll think we'll we'll yeah. think about that for next week. Uh, we're putting you and Brian on lim- on limon pepino. Okay, I'll keep yes. an eye out for limon and pepino. And um, if you have any questions for us, uh, email us at foboyspod at gmail dot com. Nothing in the feedback this week. In the faux bag this week. Um, but uh, yeah, email us, folks. All of our all of our loyal fans, email That's... us, and we'll we'll answer your questions. I promise. And if you um, want to get a drop on the show, uh, send a drop on over to foboysdrops <laughs> at gmail dot com. <laughs> um, that's right. Uh, oh, and and Rob, you can't listen to those before you play them, right? Oh uh, no, I, I I checked the email, but I will ref- refuse to listen, and I will just play them. <laughs> That's great. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at Foboys Pod, um, Facebook at Foboys Pod. Uh, follow me at Aaron Staley. Follow me at Beedrish. Uh, follow me at Sigma Lives. And Brian is at Coconut Phone seventy seven. Is that right? Sounds right. Yep. Cool. Um, that'll do it for. Uh, oh, listen to Doughboys. Go to follow them. Follow <laughs> their Twitter and stuff. Um, I don't know. I feel like we should like plug their shit, That's you know. Fair. Buy those shirts if they're still available. The the uh, Burger yeah. Brigade and, and Spoon Nation shirts if they're still available. Yeah, get that shirt. Um, support the Doughboys. They're good. I, I noticed on the on the Feral Audio website there's an Amazon link to their site, which I think I am actually going to start using. Because um, I buy everything on Amazon, so like why not give them a couple? Bucks? That is true. Also. Um, anyway, that'll do it for this week's episode of uh, Faux Boys. Uh, for uh, the absent Brian, I'm Aaron. I'm Brendan. I'm Rob. And happy listening. See ya. Bye. 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 That was very good, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast. Like what? Like toys and movies and video games and books and other stuff. Poo. Talk about poo. Definitely talk about poo. 
And you, if you, if that sounds cool to you, and we talk about it every week, go to radiobrendo.com or go to our page on benvnetwork.com. And yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs>